So good Friday afternoon and welcome to the first Mariner Nation podcast. Really the goal of trying to roll out some of these podcasts are one, we've got technology goals where we want to be able to utilize technology in different ways. So creating other pieces of content that our students, that our parents can be able to absorb. Maybe you're going to be driving to work and you want to hear about what we're doing as a school district and hearing about our leadership work um, as a school and be able to provide that to you in different ways. So utilizing video, utilizing um, animated shorts that we've done on some of our district goals um, and now being able to use audio in a different way to communicate with our families. So I'm Jonathan Mitchell. I'm the Director of Finance and Operations for the St. Francis School District. And really for this first episode, want to talk about some reflections that I have in terms of some leadership readings. So one book in particular that I read recently was by an author by the name of George Kuros, um, Innovator's Mindset. And so the author is someone who was a principal um, in school schools in um, Canada and um, now as someone that travels the country in terms of talking about those those goals of innovation and adapting some of the 21st century skills of what uh, school looks like in terms of the leveraging of technology to create and make and um, uh, really uh, pushing students forward. So a couple of the ideas that I really wanted to think about in the conversation today was one, um, how we foster an environment where you can take risks. For this, this is something that as an administrative team, we've talked a lot about during the last year. We're utilizing our gradual release of responsibility framework. So for those that may not have familiarity with that, that's where we're progressing our students um, through our universal instruction so that they're taking ownership of learning. And so we've got some key components that we want to see as markers um, that we know that those students are gaining an understanding of learning objectives, and then they can take on a greater sense of ownership of that learning to be able to progress um, until that they're able to demonstrate that individually on their own. So moving from teacher to be able to use supports with a group to be able to work independently with groups then to be able to work independently on your own to demonstrate that that learning is occurring. And so we see that as a huge move for our students, a huge move for our teachers, and so we continue to think about how we can support them in this environment where you need to be able to take risks. So I think the reflection from the reading and thinking about what schools are doing, those that are innovating, have a culture where everyone is comfortable with that uh, knowledge that taking risks and being able to fail uh, forward so um, having failures because you're trying things that are new to be able to um, adapt that educational environment is something that's positive. And so as a school district in St. Francis, we need to think about what other things we can do to nurture that environment. We see some great utilization of new strategies. And so that could be um, a classroom where they're using Google Expeditions in different ways to build on um, uh, lessons that they have 
um, uh, historical lessons. Uh, we just saw one a couple of weeks ago before break where they were working on Jamestown and students were then able to engage in some questions about the material that they had but utilizing that, that technology as a lever. Um, we've also seen students using Flipgrid to be able to communicate um, their knowledge and depth of learning. So that, that technology can be a tool to be able to engage at that next level um, to demonstrate learning in different ways. Um, so as we're utilizing those different tools of technology, uh, we make mistakes, things happen, it doesn't work the way you want it to, but we want that environment where adults know that it's safe to do that. Um, and that's part of the process is working through it um, and demonstrating that vulnerability as adults to kids that sometimes things don't work the way you want to. And then as administrators, we need to be able to do the same. So looking at that classroom and talking with that adult about what happened is uh, a focus on, well, you know, what did we learn from it if the activity didn't go as planned? What can we learn from it? But really being positive in that messaging of appreciation that we're trying to do that um, and that's a reason why we're going to try to run these podcasts is that things won't be perfect we're going to try different strategies of how to do this but we feel like it can be another effective tool um, to describe how we're um, working as a district to continuous improvement and really as leaders we can be reflective on our own practices and strategies um, to continue to be better for our families and to be better for our adults in the school district. So that's kind of the first first piece I want to talk about. The second was talking about um, that ability to adapt. So as we're utilizing that technology, the speed at which it's coming causes our teachers to, and students to have to adapt at a rapid pace. So because one of our school district goals is around technology facilitated learning, we've really worked in a structured process since the 2015 um, uh, calendar year to increase the number of devices that we have for our students. So we've got 850 Chrome based devices and about a thousand total devices for about 1160 students in our district. So we've moved forward in terms of increasing the availability and the reliability of those systems, but then it also comes down to the speed at which these software tools are changing and um, how we can adapt to an environment where one, the adults are utilizing them, but also how as administrators we can support. So when I was reading the book, um, there were some examples in there and it, it made me think of a talk that I had seen with Kevin Honeycutt at the Slate um, Conference, which is a conference for adults in schools that are working in technology. And so heavily attended over a thousand people that were there. And so there was some great collaboration um, and that, that we were able to see our team from St. Francis were able to see those other districts that are really having to adopt that fail forward mindset, that ability to take risks. Um, but one of the things that Kevin Honeycutt talked about was the need for districts to support and embrace to avoid being glaciers at a time of radical change. So really speaking to the fact that sometimes things can operate slowly. And so in the Innovators Mindset book, there's this example. Um, there's this example of 
there being a school district where one teacher is starting a blog and because there's concern from administration that all teachers are then going to feel compelled to be able to run blogs that that's locked out for all teachers so the one who's doing the blog is told that they can no longer do so um, and really as a school district when you think about that that really takes you backwards in terms of being able to utilize technology if you have those experimenters so thinking about that that first idea the ability to take risks and now you've had someone that's done it and has been successful and there's this idea that well now the, the families are seeing this in one classroom, they're gonna expect it to be there for the others, and we're concerned about what the staff are gonna think. As leaders, we have to think outside the box on how we can roll that out and scale it without it having to be a forced expectation, but really to make it a positive experience. So how can you collaborate? And so the model that we have with teacher leaders in each building that are tech integrators, they're able to try those items out if they were gonna do a blog and then be able to do professional development time. So that really precious time that we have on Wednesdays when we're hitting on key items, that's where we can really explore. And uh, about once a month, we'll have one that's just focused on technology. And then those teacher leaders will share, here's what I was able to do here, the challenges, and then be able to ask who wants to try out that particular tool. And you start to see things that spider web out as um, staff members are, are trying more and more those tools. So as administrators, we have to think about how we embrace that, um, how we think about that in terms of policies for our district. We want to make sure that things are orderly and safe. And so we utilize a company for our school district policies called Neola, and they're able to bring out um, updates to policies that are really adaptive to the technology that we're utilizing and be able to do so in a pretty quick fashion um, so that if we do need to have a process in place that we can roll that out. We do ask our families each year to be able to accept um, user agreements to be able to use Google, um, if we can share photos of students so that if we're um, utilizing Twitter or Facebook, if we're utilizing at the, the Willow Glen level, a classroom dojo, and things are being shared electronically that we can do that, um, or if they're going to be involved in some kind of web chat. I know we've done something um, really cool like um, doing a chat with NASA and being able to ask questions there, um, making sure that we've got policy sign-offs to do it. So we can really support our teachers there, but it's something that um, when I heard that, that commentary and the analogy of being a glacier, I think is um, can be a gut punch as, a, as an administrator to think about um, the things that we have done where we haven't been as quick um, and as transparent about the process as we could have been, um, but really understanding how quickly this technology is transforming and we're not going to go backwards. So the technology that we're utilizing now, the iPhones that we have now, the processors are going to be the worst quality of technology that our students are going to see. It's just going to continue to get better and better. So how can we create that environment where we will continue to adapt around those technology needs and have that environment that's fostered um, for our staff to take risks.
So the third piece within the conversation was really thinking about um, some challenges on the focus of testing. And that was a part of the book where I wasn't in total agreement um, with what Mr. Curl said. And it was really around this idea that there's too much focus on testing in schools and that another strategy to gauge where students are at is utilizing digital portfolios. So I think the challenge is that we're state mandated to be able to conduct these statewide assessments. If that would be the forward exam for our students up through eighth grade, the ACT exam um, uh, or ACT Aspire for our students at the high school level is that we're required to provide these exams um, uh, so that we don't have the ability to just opt, opt out of those. I do agree with the point that is made in the book that students can demonstrate their learning in different ways. And so a static statewide assessment for every student may not be the best way for every single one of our students to capture where they're at with their learning. And that's really where we have to think about the flexibility um, we have during the school year of students, if they're in project-based work, that ability for them to utilize different tools that they're more comfortable with. You know, if they're going to do the podcast to share their learning, if they're going to do a video or PowerPoint slides, our teachers really have done a good job of developing their own skills and creating those opportunities for flexibility for our students to demonstrate that learning. So we know that there's those opportunities for us to utilize some of this model, um, but also believe that utilizing data and utilizing um, statewide assessments are still important tools for us to reflect on where we're at as a school district. We've got some great reasons for celebration. Our third grade um, reading scores came back this year, and both in reading and math, our third graders did exceptionally well. In reading, we looked at the number of students that were proficient in advance. They finished in the top 10 in the state, and so that's cause for celebration. We know that that's linked to one very dedicated, hardworking third grade um, teacher team um, that we have there. And then as well as um, uh, the 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 focus on reading. We want to have great readers. I'm at Willow Glen and the leadership that we've had now for about seven years in developing and refining a model for reading with our daily five rotation so that our students really are able to um, focus and excel in that area and those students that are struggling and need some additional supports are able to progress through the system. So I think, you know, contrary to where some of the points of the book are, we believe that data is a significant piece in that. We need some pretty tight data points on where our students are at in their reading um, level. We need to encourage um, them to explore uh, reading that's um, going to be linked to their own interests, but we need to be very strategic in terms of looking at that data and making sure that all students are progressing throughout the year. And so that's a, a very much a data-driven mindset, and the, the book talks about um, the need for schools to get away from that focus on um, utilizing the term data-driven, um, and that, that really is still linked 
pretty tightly to our district technology plan. We feel like data-driven is um, where we need to be to make sure that all students in our district are making progress. And while we have the individual stories of the progress that they're making, we know there's a data triangulation piece where we need to see where they're performing and we want to make sure that they're making progress towards benchmark goals. So I think as a leader, it was a good reflection to be able to have those ideas challenged and thinking about that balance of how we're utilizing data versus how we're thinking about that holistic approach, how we're taking care of the whole child. Um, so something that can continue um, to push our discussions as an administrative team, but we feel like there's been just tremendous work that's been done at all three of our buildings. So Mrs. Pogorzelski, Mrs. Ms. Young, and Ms. Blahoviak all do a terrific job of making sure that we've got teams that are utilizing data um, in an efficient way, thinking about all the, the specific needs of the learner, but making sure that they have great opportunities to move forward um, in terms of data. And then when we're thinking about incorporating um, the ideas of this book, um, how we continue to foster that environment um, to take risks um, once we have really good strategies in place of how we can move all these students forward. So I'm really thankful um, as we come to the end of the 2017 year, really thankful for the administrative team we have, thankful for all of our teachers, the dedication that they, they put in, um, and that ability right now to have some restful time, um, reflection, recuperation, um, but really thankful that we're able to work with those individuals each and every day. I'm hopeful for the best for everyone for 2018. We know it's going to be a tremendous year within the St. Francis School District. We're going to do great things for all of our students within the schools. Um, hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday. Um, and looking forward as we continue on with this exploration of utilizing podcasting that we're going to be able to bring more topics to our families. So thanks. Thank you much. And we'll, we'll talk again soon.